These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is three shots in. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I am Jake. This is episode four of season four. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we're talking about carpets. Do they match the drapes? Oh, I wonder. Mm. Yeah, carpets. You can walk on them and uh, munch on them, I guess. Whoa, you're a carpet muncher? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but- You like them carpeted? Someone can. <laughs> <laughs> you do all sorts of things with carpets. What was the? What were those- um, Pubic wigs called? Do you remember what they were called? The name? A pube wig? Yeah. I've never heard of such a wig. You've never heard of them? No. Well, that that write that down. We'll talk about that on the break. Pube wig. <laughs> kind of sounds like a like Harry Potter name. Pube <laughs> like Hedwig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be pretty funny. Yeah, sounds like it'd be someone's pet in Harry Potter. Just like a dirtier, stinkier owl. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a really curly owl. <laughs> His feathers aren't straight. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, But an even bigger thank you to the ones of you listeners who matter most, and that's our wonderful patrons. You are all so fantastic, and uh, we love you so dearly. Yes, we do. Thank you guys so much. All our appreciation to Mom and Dad, Terry and Danny, Sweet Sam, Ricky, TJ, David, Jeremy, Abria, Thomas, Flash, and Alan. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you again. We do. We love you so, so much. Uh, for shots today, I was a little late to our three shots live, which we do go live every Friday about five o'clock. Mm-hmm. It should be Friday at five, but I was late. So, uh-huh. uh, but Friday at five on our Instagram mm-hmm. at uh, what is it at? Three shots in podcast. Three shots in podcast. You can find us there. Uh, I was late. And so because I was late, I was punished immensely. So I don't even know what the fuck I had shots of at this point. I told you. It was. The first shot was what? A mix of Jim Beam and Seagram 7 whiskey? Yes. Okay. The second shot was Kraken coffee coffee liqueur? Coffee liqueur. There, yeah. And the third shot was just straight Seagram 7. It was just Seagram's, yeah. Rough. I hated all of them. Um, I nearly threw up after the first shot. Yes, you did. And uh, if you want to see that, you can go on our Instagram. You spit it right out of your mouth on camera. I did. It was on camera. I was very ashamed. It was really bad. Uh, anyway, uh, drinks. What are you drinking, Jess? A little of this, little of that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got nothing in front of you. Prove it. I'm looking at you. It's not proof. No, you've taken my drink. This was in front of me already. I get it, Jessica. You're making a whole hearsay argument. Okay. Real clever. Okay. I don't have a drink in front of me, but you don't that's have because drink. I was so distracted by you splashing alcohol out of your mouth all over the table disgustingly and, yeah. and shamefully that I forgot to make myself a cocktail. Well, I also didn't make a cocktail. Instead, I'm drinking Truly Blueberry. I kind of like it. It's good. I also had a Truly Cherry before yeah. this one. Uh-huh. It was pretty good. 
I don't know if it's because I've been, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain a life update as to why I think I like it, but okay. we'll get into that later. Was it Vizzy's that we weren't super like Vizzy's aren't excited great. about? They're okay. Okay. They're not great. I never liked the regular fruit Trulies. Um, but I guess, you know, it's time for the updates anyway. Uh, I've decided that it's time to, uh, as Justin Timberlake once said, bring sexy back. Are you going on another diet? I am going to bring sexy Jake back. So that's your New Year's resolution? No. I decided this far before New Year's. I just also knew that I was, I had the wedding and then um, the honeymoon. And then like, I would have had like a week before like holidays started. And I was like, I just don't have the willpower to do that through the holidays. So I decided I'll start sometime after Christmas. And I did. Mm -hmm. And so we're bringing sexy Jake back. That's right. Okay. So I have stopped um, because I found that. No matter what diets or workouts you do, if you keep drinking, you're just going to stay the same weight you are. Mm -hmm. So I no longer am drinking. Very good of you. I know. I know. Uh, Before tonight, I was actually like five days sober. Wow. Yeah. Six days. Six days? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Five days. Today would have been day six. Right. But then I drank. But then you did drink. Yeah. That's true. So Maybe that's why you were so unable to handle your liquor this Instagram live. Maybe. That could be it. That could be why. I'm usually just as bad. Well, not just as bad, but pretty fucking bad when it comes to taking shots of whiskey. And this was a mixed whiskey. This was the worst thing you've ever done. This was <laughs> but really I, bad. I It was just whiskey to me. I didn't even notice that it was different or worse. Gross. It was terrible. Okay. But yeah, there you go. So Sexy Jake's on his way back. He'll be here soon. Cool. Yep. How about you? We got any got any life updates? Life updates? Yes, I have one. Oh, what is it? I think I know. We got a puppy. Oh, uh, it's very yeah. exciting. I use the term loosely because this is the largest puppy I've ever owned in my life. Yeah, it's a, he's a big boy. He's an enormous boy. Um, I and Terry, um, we adopted a mastiff pitbull mix, and he's more mastiff than pitbull. Yeah, he is. Because you don't really see any pit bull in him, except that he looks like not quite a mastiff, but still maintains an enormous body. And he's only eight months and he's pushing 100 pounds. Yeah. So uh, that probably means he's going to be over 100 pounds once he's fully grown. Yeah. Didn't you say they said like 120, 130? Yeah, they said that. That's a big dog. Yeah. It's a really big dog. The lightest we can expect him to be would be like 110, 115. Mm, Big boy. Yeah, very big. And he's already pretty big now. Um, But I love him. He's my cuddle buddy. He's my little baby boy. What's his name? We named him Rex. Rex? Mm -hmm, Like R-E-X? Or um, like W-R-E-X? W-R-E-X. Wow. Tally was named after a character from Mass Effect, which is probably one of the best video games ever. Um. And we named him after a character from Mass Effect as well. Rex. Wow. My favorite one. He's a great character. He's a wonderful character. A lot of fun. And I think that's about it for me. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're ready, I'm ready to move on to the first wheel spin. I'm ready. Let's do it. Do it. Hit it. Oh, I'm spinning yeah, first? Yes, go ahead. Just okay. All right. So if you recall, we're talking about carpets today. I do remember that. Here we go. <clears throat> You are murdered. What kind of rug would you like to be rolled up in when you're found? So you can't change the fact that you're murdered. It's really not a win. What's it's done just, is done. You've already lost. What do you choose to lose? What do you in? what do you choose to be found in? 
Okay. I know exactly what I'm choosing. Okay, go ahead. Um, so you know when we were kids, we had one, and a lot of kids have them too. It's the the rugs that's that a race parents track? put in their their room. That's like a whole town. Yeah. And it's got you can like race. You can have little cars on it, uh-huh. and there's like a school and a city hall and all that and mm-hmm. whatever. I want to be rolled up in that. Cool. I think it'd be poetic. You know, it'd be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Super neat. I don't. Although you're. An adult man, and I'm I a little too tall for it, so I'd be I'd be hanging out of the carpet, <laughs> probably. Yeah, and I don't think anyone realistically would bury you in that because your whole body would pretty much be showing. Yeah, but it would basically off- just cover like my torso. In this hypothetical scenario, there is one that's big enough to bury you in, and that's the one you'd be buried in. Oh yes, yes, of my my little town with roads yes. and trees yes. and uh, city buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I would. I love those. I played with that shit all the time when we were kids. You did. They're super cute too. I like them a lot. Um, I guess I would choose. Um, uh, I think just because I, it would be fun for me. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to be buried in like a big piece of carpet that's cut out of the the carpet where The Shining was filmed. Well, this is a rug. Is that what it said? It said a rug. You people don't cut out carpet to roll someone in. They, they roll do. them in rugs. No, they do. They do that. Oh, but so in your case, they cut out the carpet. They cut out the shining I mean, I don't, carpet. I don't know if that's what the wheel spin says, you but know, I know people have done what I'm thinking. You're in control of. here, so. Well, that's what they're doing. So they cut up some, what's the hotel called? I don't remember its actual name. All right, well, so they cut up the shining hotel carpet. Yeah. And they, they rolled you up in that. They did. And then they buried you. Because then at least I could look at it and like play the movie in my head as I'm dying or something. Would you be thinking about how the carpet was actually Kubrick's um, apology for faking the moon landing? What? There's a whole conspiracy theory. Oh about it. God! <laughs> you should look into it. It's, can you write that down? It's Let's really talk about stupid. That on the break too. <laughs> it's, it's one of the. It's one of the dumber ones. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would choose. It's just that. I mean, if I have to be buried in a rug, like if it has to be a rug, you know, and not a carpet cut out of the floor somewhere. You would choose like a hippie, like shaggy rug. No, no, no. I really like those like woolen. Like Turkish rugs, the fancy rugs. Okay. Just I was pretty... thinking you were going to go with like a, a big like polar bear rug. Like a bear rug? Yeah. Nah. A polar bear because that would that could cover a human body. I feel like a regular bear would just not quite. Well, what if you just made a rug, but it wasn't like still in the shape of a bear and you put a bunch of bears together to make a so big square So you just use one. their like pelts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that. It'd be. That, that'd work. Yeah. That'd do the job. You could do that. I'd still want a woolen one though. But then you wouldn't have like the mouth at the end. I don't need it. Like opened? I that just seems so inconvenient. You're gonna step on it and trip on it anyway. I would I would eat shit trying to walk. But you around can have sex bear. on it in front of your fireplace. Yeah. Or at least that's what I've seen in almost every single movie that has but snow. Why does it have to be a dead bear? Why couldn't you just have sex in front of your fireplace on anything you wanted? Because it's gotta be on a dead bear. Is that romantic? We're humans. That's what we do. You wanna fuck on top of something that's dead? Yeah. We fuck on dead things. That's what we do. I have never done that. Oh yeah. All the time. We've been doing it for centuries. Fucking, what's what's a thousand years called? Millennia? I don't fucking know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, we've been doing it for a long, long time. Millennia is the plural of millennias. Millennium. Oh, there you go. Okay, so again, talking about carpets. Yeah. And Jess, your story is first. You have the floor. Uh, 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 uh. Just like the carpet. That's funny. That's That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, all right. When I thought of carpet... I thought of a lot of really lame things like secret trap doors hidden underneath carpets and stuff. I did yeah. find some some things like some stories that were interesting, just not interesting enough to share, you know, about carpets. Yeah. And then I remembered one story 
about uh, a family that had purchased a house that a murder had taken place in. Okay. They weren't told what happened and they weren't sure why sections of the carpet were cut out and the faucets were all missing and one of the showers was as well. This is the story I heard. I didn't know how true it was. Sounds like they bought a house with missing carpet that had blood on it and a missing faucet slash sink and shower slash tub that Mm -hmm. uh, body parts were uh, disposed of in. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had heard that it was the former house of Travis Alexander, who was the boyfriend of Jody Arias. This supposed to mean something to me? You've never heard of the Jody Arias murder? Not the name. Oh, that is surprising to me. It was all over the news. In this case, the person who was murdered in this house was a man named Travis Alexander. It was his ex-girlfriend, Jody Arias, who murdered him. He'd been killed in the house. He'd been stabbed 27 times. She had slit his throat at one point and also shot him in the head. And they found his body in the shower. They had found blood all over the house. I'm assuming that included the sinks. There were drag marks across the carpet leading to the shower, which was where his body was found. And his dead body had been left in the shower for five days before anyone called the police. Gross. Which is why the shower was missing. This is the story of what happened to his home where he died after everything went down. Okay. A family with three young sons was looking around for a spacious home. They were on a super tight budget. They've got three little boys. And uh, after an exhaustive, probably a search that went on for a couple of years, at least I'm imagining, uh, they looked over 150 homes. Okay. Trying to find the one that was the right fit, one they could afford. A lot of them were abandoned and vandalized because they started looking at foreclosures. Sure. They didn't blink twice when they came across this home that was missing its faucets. It was missing a shower and parts of its carpet were cut and ripped up. Okay. At the time, they didn't realize that those things had been collected as evidence by investigators trying to piece together who had stabbed Alexander in the first place. They still hadn't figured out who it was. Ah. So it was that recent. Other than those things, the house was perfect. It was exactly what they were looking for. The family's offer on the house was accepted before they learned what had happened inside it. Makes sense. Apparently in Arizona, there's no law that makes you have to tell people that kind of thing. But they did eventually learn about it. The realtor did end up telling them what had happened in it. So they had a chance to think about it before anything final like, was signed. Yeah, like during escrow or exactly. whatever. They decided to sign it anyway. Cool. After 150 houses? Yeah. Like, you need it. It's So what? What's the big deal? Some man got stabbed a few times. Big whoop. He got stabbed a lot of times, <laughs> but that's okay. Their offer was accepted. They decided to go ahead with the deal after they found everything out. Uh, The woman of the house said, I was a little nervous about it. My husband, though, it didn't bother him. He said, this is a good deal. It's a beautiful home. It's in a great school district. Cool. Then she said, when we signed the papers, we didn't realize this was going to be that big of a case. Uh, And so news vans were constantly rolling by getting B-roll of the house. After moving in and as the case got more media attention, they had to deal with people showing up at the house. Sometimes just random people. Yeah. Who were watching it on TV and were fanatics about true crime or, you know, whatever the case may be, driving even from out of state like it was a tourist attraction. Ah. The lady of the house, which is just what I'm going to call her because I don't know what else to call her, said that uh, at this point, we've had people pull in our driveway, stop and park and get out their cell phones, take pictures of the house, take pictures in front of the house. There was a lady who drove up from uh, Casa Grande walked up to the front door and asked if she could come inside and talk to me to get closure. Why would she need closure? I don't know. 
What's she going to get from someone who lives in the house after everything happened? Mm. It's just people being obsessive and crazy. She said a lot of people came by the house on uh, their spring break. Okay. People from like local colleges. Sure. And she said when that happened, that's when it was at its worst. And so I didn't actually know if this story was true. I had heard rumors that the whoever it is who moved into his house after all this happened wasn't told about it at first and that all they knew was that pieces of the carpet were missing. And I was like, that should be a red flag. I wonder if it's actually true. And it was true. But what I didn't expect to find was this thing where the murder's going on and they had nothing to do with it, but people are not leaving them alone, bothering them about it anyway, yeah. like showing up at all hours of the night, pulling up like strangers, pulling up in your personal driveway and taking photos of the front of your house. Well, I mean, that happens all the time. Uh, you saw uh, the first season of uh, American Horror Story, yeah. right? Murder House. Yeah. How ironic. <laughs> um, so that's a real house yeah. in Hollywood, I believe. And there really were murders in it. No, there actually weren't. No? No. Why is it called that? It's not called that. It's just a house. They never even filmed inside of it. They just used the outside as like the camera footage for it. Are you sure? Positive. Because I thought, I thought it was based off of an actual house. Maybe it was, but it's not that house. Okay. It's not that house. It doesn't look like that house. But now. But that's the house that they use in the show. And so now it's a tourist attraction mm -hmm. and everyone goes by to take pictures of it and blah, blah, blah. And so they had to put up a, and like it, it sucks because it made the house now look really ugly. No. Because they had to put up a chain link fence Ugh. around almost their entire like property, property so that people would not approach the house. It People looks so, so it looks it looks gross now. Yeah. Because it has a chain link fence and it's like a nice neighborhood and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. No, all that to, all that to say, I looked into this story and what started out as like just out of curiosity wanting to know what happened to these houses after these like notorious sort of murders and stuff, um, turned into being just baffled by people getting so obsessive and like ruining entire neighborhoods for like years after something's happened already. So now we'll move on to the Amityville Horror House. You've heard of that one, I assume. Yeah, I thought that was a movie. It was, but it was based off of an actual thing. A house? In, in Amityville. In Amityville? Uh-huh. What state? New York. Okay. Yeah, so the Amityville House was the home of the DeFeo family who were murdered by their eldest son, Ronald. Oh, I do recall the story now, yes. Um, and then it was owned by the Lutz family after that, who claimed that they were haunted inside of the home later on. That's what The Conjuring is based on. Okay. There was a book before there was a movie, but the movie you're thinking of, the original 70s one, came out in 1979. Okay. And then there were like a thousand movies after that. Yeah. About Amityville. But since the first one, the entire town has been constantly pestered by true crime lovers, ghost hunters, and just people seeking thrills, which I'm sure got worse and worse with every movie. Right. Um, at this point, Amityville town officials and locals are tired of it. And it's gotten to a point where they decline requests to like talk about it with people. That makes sense. Because they don't want that, that to be the reason people drive in anymore. They're just tired of talking about it. And I mean, look at the, when The Conjuring was the most recent one. And there's just going to be more after that, I'm sure. Uh, the house itself at this point has undergone restoration to change its appearance. Because people, like I said, this has been ongoing for years and years. And uh, the owners of the house like petitioned the city to change its official address so that uh, people so would people... show up and not know exactly which house it was. Okay. Because that's how bad it got. Next, we move on to the Dahmer house. Like Jeffrey Dahmer? The exact same, yes. Like the guy who ate hearts and shit? 
He did eat body parts, yeah. Mm, interesting. Yep. What happened to his carpet in his house? I mean, this just inspired a lot of research. Because you're, you're assuming that his house has carpet in it. They did. I saw pictures. Okay. <laughs> you, you saw the carpet. <laughs> yeah. The Dahmer carpet. At least rugs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but either way, the search now is about what happened to homes afterwards and okay. how fucked up were they? Like the ripple effect. So Dahmer actually did his serial killing in like three different homes, not just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was his childhood home, his grandmother's home, and then the apartment that he lived in after living with his grandmother. Okay. We start with the apartment. We're going backwards. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, we're going to start with the most recent place he lived, other than prison. Uh, He killed 12 out of his 17 victims inside of that apartment in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Between 1990 and 1991. Oh, that's a lot of murders. That's a lot of murders. That's a murder a month right there. Yeah, that's the average. Wow. Human remains were found hidden inside of the apartment after he was arrested. So... It doesn't really come as a surprise to me. The owner of the apartment complex had it demolished. Yeah. Like. Sa- that's that's a safe bet. Yeah. So like a little over a year and they just knocked it down. They tore it down because it was tainted. Anyone who wants to rent that is gross. Yeah. You don't want them in your apartment building. Right. So now it's just an empty lot. There's been a lot of argument, I guess, with like residents and the city as to what should be done with it at this point. Oh, I mean, he should have put up new apartment buildings. It's just empty because anytime anyone wants to build something on it, there's this like committee of people saying it should be a memorial to the victims. And then there's a back and forth. Then make it a memorial, make it like a park or some shit. So far, nothing's happened. Lame. So it's just an empty lot still sitting there. Now we move on to his grandmother's house. Okay. Her name was Catherine Jemima. I think that's adorable. That's nice. Uh, Katie Jemima. uh Uh-huh. So it's actually still standing now and it is someone's private home. Um, Apparently after he was arrested and how shitty the things he was doing kind of came to light. And yeah. I mean, it was all over the news. It was pretty bad. People locally and like in the town, his, uh, or I believe it's Akron, Ohio. I guess I'm not sure. But anyway, people in the same town, his grandmother's house is in kind of wondered if maybe the building should be torn down her house, her, his grandmother's home. Okay. Because of how terrible he was because he did kill two people inside it. Okay. Um, but the local, I guess, city government voted against demolishing it, you know, because she was still living there. (laughs) How kind. Yeah. (laughs) How kind of them. Well, that's kind of what's wild to me is that, yes, something terrible happened there. I understand. But someone still lives there. Was she like, well, how did she play into that? Like, did they even ask her? Apartment landlord owns the apartment. He wants to demolish it. That's fine. Fucking Grandma Jemima wants to demolish her house. Go for it. Right. She wants to sell her house. Go for it. Why Why does the city have any say in this? Yeah. People Stupid. were just really emotional about all of it and just started saying, like, destroy everything he's ever touched, I guess. Dumb. So the very... And they were really terrible. Like, the first terrible thing he did, like, his first victim um, inside his grandmother's house, he'd actually killed a 13-year-old boy ah. in a hotel not far away but then brought his body back to his grandmother's house. He lived in the basement and he dismembered his body there. Mm. Then he brought uh, two would-be lovers oh. to the house, two uh, young men. Okay. Um, and raped, tortured, and killed them and dismembered them inside of her basement. Um, at this point, it's owned, like I said, by someone totally different. Sure. It's a house. Something terrible may have happened in it, but you move on 
other people who were not who were not related to him now live there. It's probably a family because it's a really cute place. But there are like videos all over TikTok of people just like showing up in front of it, talking to their TikTok following. Well, especially and- now that they made Netflix made that fucking <laughs> right. Dahmer show. Right. Yeah. No. I, I mean, people are just like going everywhere trying to get as close to like where everything happened as possible. Why do people care that much? To the point that the people living there who had nothing to do with it are being like harassed by tourists and like fanatics and stuff. It's just never really, understood that. It's so annoying to me. It really makes me angry. Like I like the um, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. I like them. I find them very interesting. I like most of their stories. Would I like to go and visit the places that they did their shit? Not really. I don't care. Would I go to their house to see their own museum that they designed for the public to come and look at? Yeah, that's absolutely. The, that's the difference for me. <laughs> like 100%, I'd go and look at right. all that shit. Right. Like I almost talked about, I ran out of time because I didn't think about it till the last minute, but I'm kind of kicking myself. The Lawlery House in Louisiana. Oh yeah, that's fucked. It's a museum now. Yeah. You can walk through it. Yeah. Um, I would definitely visit that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm in town and I'm in the mood for some history, you know, whatever sightseeing, sounds like fun. But I'm not gonna go drive up to somebody's personal home <laughs> because something shitty happened there. Like they lived there, they like know decades something. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> they know something shitty happened in it. Yeah. Like you don't need to rub people's noses in it. We move on to his childhood home. Okay, I forgot. If I recall, you said there were 17 murders? 17. I've heard of 12 in the apartment mm-hmm. and three in grandma's house. Yeah. So does that mean that two murders happened when he was a child? One did. One did, and then one was just somewhere else I or think, something? I think so. Okay. I, I didn't really, that wasn't my focus. So sure. I'm sure that's the case, but I don't know. And uh, he wasn't a child legally. He had just turned 18. But He's he, a child. He was a kid. He yeah. was living at home still and all that. That was his first murder, actually. Um, like I said, since the apartment is gone, people are getting hard in their pants over driving up to his childhood home and yeah. just wanting to be close to that, I guess. Um, so someone lives there, someone who had nothing to do with it. Uh, it went up for sale, I guess, in 2014. Okay. I guess it just wasn't for a really long time. Wasn't like, for on, sale? It wasn't for sale. I don't know okay. if that's because it just sat there or because his family was still in it. I'm, whoever I'm not, whoever owned it didn't want to sell it. Yeah. That's why. Um, but it sat on the market for four years with no activity because no one, like people were not jazzed about living inside it. <laughs> He'd yeah. actually, the first, his first murder, uh, like I said, happened inside the house mm-hmm. and he stored the body in like a crawl space somewhere in there. Ah. Uh. Um, but I mean, whatever, four years on the market, it was eventually purchased by a guy named Chris Butler. He's this famous musician and like music producer. Okay. So he lives there now. He renovated the inside. In uh, 1978 was when the uh, when Dahmer killed his first guy. It was actually a hitchhiker he picked up because okay. he wanted to kill somebody. Sure. And so he did. Um, a lot of the so not only did he hide his body in a crawl space in the home, but when he dismembered him, he distributed the remains in like the woods out in the back of the house. Okay. Like in the backyard somewhere. Now, like I said, since the Netflix series came out, what's it called? It's called Dahmer. It's Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Oh, sure. Yeah. I I haven't watched it yet. I will eventually. I just, I don't, you know, it might be a spite thing. I don't watch whatever, like, social media is, like, really hyping up in that moment. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt, because I read a lot of articles about this place, and apparently they got a lot of stuff wrong. And, like, really dramatized. Oh, of course, it's a a dramatized television show. It's not a documentary. they, They dramatized a lot of stuff. Yeah. So... 
Dahmer's the hot topic again, you know, like he was for a really long fucking time and then kind of died down a little, but was still probably one of the more talked about serial killers ever. And then it just exploded in popularity again because the series came out. So this plumber gets called uh, to the house and goes viral because he shows up there and didn't know whose house it used to be, uh, realized where he was, whipped out his phone and started recording TikToks of the inside and outside of this person's house. What a shitty motherfucker. Isn't I would sue so, the I'd be fuck so out of him. so pissed. Oh, I hope his company has insurance. Yeah. Because I will sue the fuck out of them I'd if be, I was, you know, Chris Musician Man yeah. or whatever. I'd be pretty upset about that. Just brazenly, like zooming in on like private, his like fucking property inside of his garage, private like stuff he has in there. Like just, I don't understand people freaking pissed. out. Um, And speaking of people freaking out since this Netflix series came out. Oh wait, I have a joke. What? I said, oh wait, I have a joke. What's your joke? I would give that plumber a crack in the skull. <laughs> Get it? I do. That's funny. It was kind of a pun, but also like a joke. I loved it. Like a murder joke. It was really good. Murder the plumber. I'm laughing. I feel like that should be a movie. Well, anyway, since the Netflix series came out, Dahmer's urn is now being sold for $250,000. Whoa. Who the fuck is selling his urn? His family was like, fuck it. I don't know. Are his ashes in it? Uh, yeah, probably. I, I have oh no God. idea. I have no idea. That's terrible. I know. And it is a shame to like, there was this one I didn't end up writing down, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Did you ever hear of, of Chris Watts and his murders? It was also Oh my recent. God. Yes. I, I, I saw that happening or like not happening. Obviously I didn't watch the story unfold. It was, I read about it when all the details kind of came to light. Yeah. And it was gross, but it was like a quick, like minute read. And then that was it. Oof. And I didn't really think about it again. Yeah. And then I watched a, uh, the documentary that's on Netflix. I didn't know what it was at first. It was mm -hmm. just, oh, cool. Crime doc, it's only an hour and a half long. Awesome, let's Sweet. watch it. Mm -hmm. So I clicked it to watch it. And about five, 10 minutes in, I realized exactly what story I was watching. Um, oh, so brutal. Depressing. So brutal. That's hell. one of one of the, I don't, I don't get the feels a lot with stuff. Like I, I watched the, the Night Stalker documentary, you know, and it was more like, oh damn, that was fucked up. You know, like shit. Uh, no, that, that Chris Watts documentary was brutal. Man. It was very, very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Really tough to listen to. But their house is still there. Oh, I bet. I, um, who would want that house? Someone bought that house. So after he was arrested, obviously he wasn't paying for it anymore. So it got claimed by like a bank or something, went into foreclosure. So it just sat there. No one wanted to live in it. I mean, I would imagine that no one a would. A lot of people wanted to buy it at least claimed that they did, but it was just to show up and walk around in it and take pictures yeah. and be really gross. Um, I mean, and, that was a that was a really big story. Yeah, it was. It was huge. But not only are people showing up in droves, or were, they were anyway, showing up in droves to leave like a little memorial for the family, they like covered their front porch in like little kids' toys and flowers and like food and stuff Ew. and it, it, the intentions were good but it all just it was left there yeah. it's all rotting and getting moldy because of the rain and just sitting there and so it's the neighbors who ended up having to go clean it not only are they doing all of that they ended up putting up a sign by the way in the front yard saying please please do not leave anything else in front of the house but people started showing up to break into the house that to do like seances okay being absolute shitbags 
people are showing up to it like randos, like like I said before, like with the Amity House, showing up at neighbors' doors to bother them and ask them for information because one of the neighbors was responsible for giving the cops footage of Chris Watts sneaking out of his house. That was actually one of the like most damning evidence that they had, and that's what led them to it. That guy straight up moved away. Good. Because people were not leaving him alone. Good. Because that would be so fucking toxic to stay in that mm-hmm. area. Which sucks too, because his neighbor's house is now so tainted. His house probably sold for far less than it was worth. Or more. Because the- Oh, if he found a fanatic. Someone, yeah, the realtor who's trying to sell the Watts house right now. At least the last I checked. The most recent article I found was, I think, 2020 or maybe 2021. But he said there were people like from Europe calling in to ask to buy it. He's like, but they never followed through. So who who even knows? People even internationally are thinking about this place and wanting to buy it for the sake of like collection. It's gross. Fascination. Not only is it gross, but I also wouldn't want to buy a house that the public can just look up videos of the entire layout of my house. Yeah. And the whole neighborhood, they fucking dread reporters showing up. They still do. And knock on their houses. Tell us the same fucking story you've said. Like they knew the family. Their kids played with their kids. Yeah. And now it's the neighborhood where this terrible murder happened and not the neighborhood they lived in anymore. And so apparently a fuck ton of them are just leaving. Good. Because they're just done. They're done with it. And it's sick and gross. Yeah, people suck. People suck. If you're listening and you want to buy one of those houses, you suck. Buying it is one thing. I think it's so sad that some of these houses, yes, had terrible things happen inside them, but they're beautiful homes that families could still live in and they're going to waste. Yeah. Instead of spending your money to go and look at these houses and bother their neighbors. Um, just subscribe to us on Patreon. We can talk to you about these houses. Why not? Fearshartsin.com. <laughs> You'll find a link to our Patreon page. Join us. Do it. The last one I'm going to talk about before I, before I talk about something else that I found um, is the Los Feliz uh, California murder house. Never heard of it? No. In 1959. Okay. Somewhere around Christmas time, this cardiologist named Harold Perelson, uh killed his wife using a hammer. That's brutal. She was lying asleep in bed, so he caved in her skull while she was sleeping, and then he attempted to do the same to his oldest daughter while she was sleeping in bed. However, she woke up and she escaped to like a neighbor's house and she was able to call the cops. He, his other children woke up to her screaming. Okay. He ushered them back to bed, told them to go back to sleep, spared them, went back up to his bedroom where his dead wife was, and killed himself by overdosing on tranquilizers and nembutal. I don't know what that is. Neither do I, but that's what he took. Okay. And he was found dead laying next to her body on the bed. Gross. Terrible. Heinous. But it's a beautiful house. (laughs) It's a really nice house. It's a really beautiful home. It's like a four bedroom place in like the ritzy part of Los Feliz. So it's got like a view of like the Hollywood Hills and stuff. Ah, there, uh-huh. It's a celebrity riddled neighborhood. So, I mean, you'd have to deal with that, which why would you want to? But still, it has a ballroom, Jacob. There's a wet bar in it. <gasps> I love wet bars. I know you do. And the wet bar with the ballroom is on the third floor. There are three floors. There are three floors three and floors. the ballroom's on the third one? Yeah. Whoa. I know. It's probably got like vaulted ceilings and shit. It did. It's cool as fuck. Yeah. I want that house. Buy it for us, rich patron or listener. So anyway, after all this happened, uh, some couple bought the house, like not too long after um, the murders took place. Okay. But they ended up ditching it in the 1960s, so just a few years later. Not too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, allegedly, because they were complaining that it was haunted. Okay. They just packed up and left. Um, And nobody wanted to buy it. 
So it just sat there, empty. The couple died. Their son inherited it after them, but then he died. So the house sold at a probate sale for $2.75 million. Which means it was worth like triple that. God damn. It was, like I said, it was a beautiful house. Yeah. But then it sold at an auction for $2.3 million to some rich couple with job titles I've literally never heard of in my entire life. Okay. You know those reality shows, those real estate shows where like someone's like a fucking... Ferret, oh, fucking like house hunters. Ferret stylist or something yeah. <laughs> buying like a $3 million house. They're like, our budget's pretty small. It's like, you know, two and a half million dollars. Like, hi, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I train hamsters to do backflips. Our budget is $2.9 million. <laughs> I travel the world with my flea circus and <laughs> I have a budget of $6 million. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, just say you're a trust fund baby. Just say it. It's fine. Everyone accepts it. So they filed remodeling plans and stuff and they like gutted the whole thing. Whatever they had planned for it was apparently going to double the square footage of the house. It was already fucking huge. So that's how rich they were with these inane job titles that made no sense. (laughs) Okay. They were going to have an even more massive house. So massive that they weren't able to do any of it because the city was like, in order to pull this off, you'd have to tear the whole thing down because the hill it's sitting on would have to be regraded. Whoa. Yeah. So it didn't happen. Makes sense. And then, you know, they still own it, but it's just there. That's it. That's all that happened. That's all that happened. Yeah. The Um, house has just lost value year after year, and it's just sitting there, small as fuck, not even huge and doubled. Yeah. They live somewhere else, but they still own it, and it's just there. Um, Their job titles, by the way. Yeah. A television legal analyst and a tech investor. Ah, that's why they're rich. Motherfucker- Threw $1,000 at Apple back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so now he can officially call himself a tech investor. Now, now he's got tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, apparently. So like I said, that was the last one I was going to talk about before I moved on to one thing that I found that I wasn't expecting. Um, it actually made me pretty fired up. I was very angry reading Ooh. about this thing. Okay. I like getting fired up. Have you heard of morbidtourism.com? No. Well, there's this website. called morbidtourism.com. Morbidtourism.com. It lists all the addresses and like guides to finding homes where stuff like this has happened. Oh, that's fucked up. Including private homes. That's fucked up. For it. So they really pissed me off. Like, I mean, that's cool. If you're like, let's say we wanted to like do that tour, we would just drive by the houses and look and then keep driving. I don't feel that most people would just do that. Who are going on morbidtourism.com. No. No, but I feel like we've said their name to me. We should really like bleep their name out. We should. I think so. I think they're assholes. I think so too. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because I think what they had to say, I was like, let's not give them more traffic. I went to look at their about page about us. So in their about us page, who we are, Morbid Tourism was created by a longtime true crime fan who had an experience with crime at an early age. What does that mean? In November of 2000, 12 year old Courtney Sconce was abducted, raped, and strangled. Her body was left on a riverbank and was found just before nightfall. A memorial for Courtney popped up on the corner where she was last seen, known lovingly as Courtney's Corner. I didn't know Courtney personally, but she was close with one of my best friends who attended the same school as Courtney. I was 11 years old at the time, and this was my first encounter with true evil. I remember visiting Courtney's Corner often, leaving flowers, notes, and offering support for my friends who knew her. I think about that corner a lot. Although I no longer live where it happened, 
I make an effort to drive by Courtney's Corner when I'm visiting. Usually there's still a candle or a ribbon left by someone who still remembers what happened, but the piles of teddy bears have long since vanished. It makes me wonder, do people remember what happened here? People who moved into the neighborhood long after the news stories stopped airing, do they know about Courtney? Do they know she was taken too soon at this corner that they drive by every day? They should. Courtney deserves to be remembered, and people should know about her corner. I made this site in an effort to share the stories of other people like Courtney. Evil things have happened all around us, and we should know their stories. Okay. But we could know them just by reading them. Yeah, just read the story. You don't need to know their exact fucking coordinates. Yeah, that's the creator of Morbid Tourism. Then, they had another section, Why We Do What We Do, or something like that. It says, Dr. Philip Stone says, Dark tourism doesn't need dark tourists. It just needs people who are interested in learning about this life and this world. At Morbid Tourism, that is why we do it. Articles, podcasts, and pictures, though so very valuable, can't possibly foster the same connection as location. If understanding this life and this world is the goal, then location is the conduit. We honor and remember the victims of these horrible happenings and their loved ones by standing where they once stood, touching what they once touched, and trying, even if only in the abstract, to feel what they felt in those final moments. Ew. The fuck? I know. It made me angry. Location, and location alone makes this possible. I thought that was all absolute bullshit. Yeah. This sounds like some douchebag who took like a creative writing class and was like, oh, I'm going to use the shit out of this because I'll never have a chance again. Then they finish it off with, we encourage our readers, listeners, and followers to avoid fetishizing these important places. Instead, join us as we pay tribute through tourism. I mean, are you giving them fucking money? No, you're showing up at people's private homes. I have here in my notes, example of bullshittery. <laughs> okay. You remember the Amityville house? Yeah. So the address of the home, like I said, had been changed. Okay, so it's no longer... It was no longer 100 whatever it was before. Amityville Lane or blah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, I have the actual address. I'm just not going to read it. They changed it. And as it's explained here, Google Street View of the house and neighboring homes have been blurred at the request of the property owners. So that's nice. That's you the, can actually the do that, block. by the way. That's the whole block. Good. They banded together. But they put the current address on the website anyway with pictures of the house and neighboring houses. Ah. And make a point to tell them that, like, the windows used to look like this, but they changed it to this, so look out for that. That sucks. Yeah. Gross. It says exactly where it's located, how you can find it, how to not get confused, all the directions to find exactly where it's sitting right now. But then at the end, you know, they throw in a little, you know, the home is in private property and the homeowners are very private, so please respect their privacy and stay on public roads and walkways at all times. Do not disturb any residents or neighbors. I'm pretty sure they had that figured out when they blurred out their Google Street View and changed the address and the windows, dude. Yeah. You just fucked it up. Yeah, you fucked it up real good. Because anyone who would harass them and show up at their front door and take photos of their home and them living inside it is going to go to a website called morbidtourism.com. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I thought I just fired me up. I thought that was total bullshit. Yeah. No, fuck you, fucking 11-year-old. I was awoken <laughs> by murders of fucking I everyone heard about a murder on the news. Everyone has had a murder in their hometown at some point. Uh-huh. Like we've all had horrible things happen where we yeah. live. You and I have had it. People we know have had it. All that kind of stuff. It's not an excuse to do no. this kind of thing. And no, you don't have to go to that house and touch their fucking house in order to feel the things they felt when they died. Like, what the hell was that? I don't know. Sick. Gross. It's time 
for the break. We have to let Rex out of this room. He is losing his fucking mind. I know, my sweet puppy. He's just too big in this teeny tiny room. This teeny tiny recording studio. We need a bigger one. Go join us on Patreon. But for now, I'm going to pee and, and drink. Wait, did you say that so that they could pay for our bigger room? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> So you had mentioned something about uh, pube wigs. Merkins is what they're called. Merkins? Yes. Merkins. I feel like that's worse than pube wig. Why? Merkin. Why is that worse? You're you're just, just merkin your way in a in fucking pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm very happy to inform you that they used to be at least I thought oh, they were worn by prostitutes. After they shaved their mons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> After they shaved their their hairy monses. Yeah. Um, in order to avoid lice, I'm pretty sure is why. I'm not crabs. positive. Oh. Crabs. Well, that's what pubic lice is, I thought. They're called crabs. Yeah. So why are you correcting me? I'm not wrong. Lice is on the head. Crabs is in the crotch. They're pubic lice. Crabs. Same thing. Yeah, but it's called crabs. Anyway. Um, they are used today. Ew, what? Mm-hmm. People use Merkins today? People still use Merkins. In fact, here's a very expensive one, an allegedly fine quality one on Etsy. Oh, <laughs> dear God. That's a big old bush. Oh my God. It looks like someone got waxed. The per they just, they took every single pubic hair out in one complete wax. Yeah, no, a lot of these are fucking wild. So I've got images here of different kinds and I'd like you to look through that because some of them are very realistic. Some of them, by the way, are for a dick and balls and have loops. Why? Why? Why do you want to attach more pubes to your penis? What if you have alopecia? (laughs) 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 You You know what? I'm so inconsiderate. So I got Danny to watch Supernatural. Okay. All of it? No. We watched the first five seasons Mm -hmm. and then I stopped it before the end. So that way she would understand what a good show is. A good good primetime show. So you stopped it where it was and she was like, wow, that was a good show. Right? Yeah. And then you were like, okay, now don't watch anymore. And she was like, well, but wait, I want to see what they choose to do at the end. Then she, she like essentially forced me to play the last 30 seconds of the show, which is awful. And she was pissed. So, but I made her take a hiatus. We watched other shows. She wanted to come back. I was like, do you really, really want to do that? And she said, yes. So we are almost through season six now. Mm -hmm. I remember it being bad. It's worse. (laughs) Like on on a rewatch, it's worse. So uh, we had bought a Nintendo Switch, like a little handheld Nintendo thing. And I have been playing Pokemon while while we've been watching Supernatural. Um, and I gotta say, I'm killing it. I'm <laughs> doing the, I'm doing great. Your Pokemon game. My Pokemon. Yeah, I'm undefeated. Wow. As it stands. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Was that the update? Yeah, that was that was it. That, that you're doing so well in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Carpets. Gosh, what are you going to do about carpets? You walk on them. Clean them. You can, you can vacuum them. Maybe you- uh, Shampoo you, them. You shampoo them, right? If you're like a really good homeowner. Um, there are flying carpets. 
they do have those. They There's, don't. No, they don't have them. No, no, no. They're but like in, books like in and movies. movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Rugs are kind of like carpets too, right? It's just like a like a piece of carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> God, I can't. What what else could a carpet be? You know, I believe it's a slang term for mon's hair. Is that like pubes? Yes, pubic hair. Huh. That's also called a woman's carpet. Yeah, or a man's carpet. Is I it, don't know. Is it interchangeable? I don't know. I've I've heard of carpet munching, but I'm pretty sure that's only applies to women and I guess and, so. and vaginas. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, if you don't have any hair on your bones. <laughs> <laughs> if you're missing pubic hair, you can actually buy a, a Merkin. On Etsy, yes. A handmade good. Probably quality, too. Probably very quality. Good, they looked very realistic. Yeah. You know who else sells quality handmade goods? Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons & Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. <laughs> They personally create all of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us, just like we love you. When America first put a man on the moon, most people <laughs> around the world marveled at the giant leap for mankind. However, some people were not so easily convinced that this event actually happened. A theory arose that famed director Stanley Kubrick was responsible for faking the moon landing. What? It gets more detailed when it poses that The Shining is not just an excellent horror film, but an elaborate confession detailing how Kubrick was responsible for faking the Apollo 11 moon landing. Didn't you say it had something to do with the carpet? Yeah, the whole the carpets are supposed to look like here we go. I thought the carpet was just like, it was like a geometric pattern with like three different colors at the most. So I was kind of right and wrong. Uh, the carpet has nothing to do with the theory, but oh. it's the image that I was remembering was the image of Danny standing on the carpet. Okay. And what is he wearing? You may ask Jessica, a sweater. What's on his sweater? An astronaut. Apollo oh, 11. Apollo 11. The spaceship. Now. Why wouldn't he be wearing that sweater? Now, Jessica, what you also don't recall is that in the movie, there is a close-up shot of their pantry. And what is the close-up of? A rocket ship? Tang. <laughs> Do you remember Tang? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the powdery orange beverage, Jessica? Yes, I remember it. Well, this is odd because Tang was originally invented for astronauts. 
to have orange juice. But wasn't it also like a really popular drink then? Hmm. Also, allegedly, remember uh, room 237? Oh, with the naked lady in it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently in the original book, it was room 217. So why was it changed? A good reason? Is that because the moon is 237,000 <laughs> miles away from Earth? Um, I don't know. Maybe they were filming in an actual hotel. Interesting. Like maybe they had to change the room number and didn't think it would matter. Huh. And finally, how about how, what's the, the biggest line from that movie? Here's Johnny. The other biggest line. Red rum. Okay, the third biggest line. <laughs> All work and no play. Makes Jack a dull boy. That's right. That's right. The word all is in there. <laughs> yes. Which kind of looks like a one one. Oh, God. Which could mean Apollo, Apollo 11. <laughs> Do you really need that? It was on his sweater. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing charted. By the way, the moon is 238,900 miles from Earth. <laughs> Not 237. <laughs> they undershot, but you but, know. By just a little. Come on. It's kind of fun. It's super and funny. the whole theory is that Kubrick made 2001 a space odyssey, and they think that he did such a good job that the United States government approached him and was like, hey, man, we need you to do this. We, we need you to do this, but like for realsies. <laughs> So I'm playing a video game of my own. Yeah. You'd mentioned um, Pokemon before. One that makes you feel like a little kid. Oh, yeah. You talked about Pokemon. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been playing Jurassic World Evolution. You mean Jurassic Park Tycoon? That's basically what it is, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I loved the Tycoon games. And now I'm playing this one, and there's dinosaurs in it that eat people. Sign me up. So lame. I love it. It's fantastic. I just bought Dr. Wu's secret lab for $6. <laughs> Dr. Wu. It was only $6 and I got so many different dinosaur species. And we're back from the break. Yes. And I'm going to spin the wheel. Okay. All right. You're given a magic carpet. Where do you go right now? I'm assuming they mean like a flying carpet, like from Aladdin. Yeah. Like a magic carpet that can fly you around mm -hmm. on a magic carpet ride. Yeah. Um. Does it also have like a bubble around it where you don't feel like cold. any cold? Because no, you got to bundle up probably. Oh, all right. Um. I don't know. Maybe like Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're going to go to Yellowstone. I don't want to go too far. I don't want to get really high up. I'll freeze. It'll be like a miserable ride. Yes, Yellowstone's far as fuck. No, I know, but you don't have to fly really high. Sure. You can go anywhere if no, you're not I flying high. I can sightsee high. on the way. All right. So you stay over land. <laughs> you're just going over fucking mountains I'll and just, shit. I'll drive to Yellowstone <laughs> and I'll whip out the carpet so that I can float above the bison. So you just got a magic carpet. <laughs> And you're loading it up in your Chevy Malibu <laughs> and you're driving to Yellowstone. What? To fly your carpet over it. What do you want me to say? I'll go to the Grand Canyon and float above it with my magic carpet. No, you are, you are just dumb, Jessica. 
<laughs> because the correct answer is where I would go right now. Vegas. No, absolutely not. Dubai. No. Where? I don't want to go that far. Neither did I, but apparently that was the wrong answer. You're going way too far. I'm staying in Texas. Oh, okay. I'm going to Austin. All right. To Matthew McConaughey's house. All right. Where I'm going to sell him a magic carpet <laughs> for $10 million and your boy just became a millionaire. But what if he doesn't want it? Matthew McConaughey wants the flying carpet. What if he doesn't? He does. If you have one, he probably already has one. No, I just got one. Right. But he, what if he already has one? Why would he have one? I have one. Because he's super rich and famous. There's only one magic carpet and I have it. You, and I sold it for 10 mil. Is that what the question said? That there's only one? Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Read it again. You are given the only <laughs> ma <laughs> the only magic carpet. Okay. <laughs> Where do you go right now? Sure, sure. Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, if we're not if I'm not gonna go to Yellowstone, because I mean, I guess we're just gonna shit on everything I wanna do. Yeah. With my time. Uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like anywhere I would go, the ride really like it'd have to be like really close <laughs> for it not to be like uncomfortable as hell. Like I go to Sonic probably. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. Because <laughs> everywhere that's like super far away is a pain in the ass to fly on a magic carpet for. It probably goes like twenty miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I just fly it around the neighborhood. <laughs> If it goes too fast, you'd fall off. <laughs> if I need to like get groceries or something and I don't want to waste gas money. You just go to Walmart. <laughs> That's my answer. Do you park it or do you fly <laughs> no, inside just, Walmart? I got a like a little like sleeve or something so I can roll it up and I can wear it on my back when I'm in the store. Okay. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's what we would do. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Oh, shit. It's my turn. It is. It's time to hear what sort of carpets you're going to talk about. I'm not talking about the good kind of carpets. I'm talking about the murder kind. That's what I talked about. Of carpets. Whoa. Now, when I started my uh, my journey into finding this story, I was originally looking for like people who found like weird shit underneath their carpets. And I found some cool stuff, but it just wasn't that interesting. Oh, so your mind kind of went where mine did. Yeah. Like I found, I, I think I told you about the woman who found like a safe. And she opened it and it was empty. Not that big of a story. Yeah. Um, but there was another woman who like, apparently they had like water damage. So they like, remember going to replace the carpet and they found a door Ooh. underneath and they opened it and they had like a secret basement Fun. underneath the carpet. And so like they went down into it and essentially it was just a basement with like some really old furniture in it and like run down shit. Mm -hmm. uh, what was creepy was that there were like crawl spaces into their house that went like everywhere. Ooh, that's cool. Really nothing came of it though. And that wasn't really a huge story. And it was all like over TikTok, which I think is lame as shit. So then I was looking for a serial killer, a carpet serial killer. So I was looking at like the carpet killer. That's apparently like a bug spray or something. Oh. And then I was like serial killer carpet, thinking that I would find like a serial killer who sold a carpet, sold carpets or, or his name was carpet. <laughs> I don't know. Found nothing. But then I found this. Oh, we are talking about Eric Wayne Bennett. Okay. Is and this the carpet killer? This is the, I'm going to call him the carpet killer <laughs> because that's a cool last name. <laughs> anyway, uh, mid-September 1994, Bennett, uh, they lived in Southern California, Okay, was installing flooring at the Costa Mesa home of Mary Beth Boffman. Shortly after installing the carpet in her house, mm -hmm. 
uh, he had signed a rental contract for an adjoining unit to her house. Okay. And he moved in with his wife and his two sons. Now, living in a small apartment directly behind Mary Beth Boffman's apartment was Pamela. So it's a triplex? No, it's more like they're just very close together. Like I think they shared like a driveway or okay. something. Well, but you said apartment. Yeah, like it's, like it's like a condo or whatever. Okay. I don't know. I All think right. they're in a duplex. I'm not really sure. I didn't pull up pictures of it. Okay. Um, and so Pamela lived, and she lived alone in this little apartment behind Boffman's unit. Uh, they had a driveway that was separating each other's units. Okay. On September 27th at about 10 p.m., Pamela was home alone. She was watching television in her bedroom. And since it was kind of warm outside, she had left her front door open. Now she had a screen door mm -hmm. and she had the screen door closed and latched. Um, and I think it was a very small space because the front door to her house was also like her bedroom. It's like a little studio. Okay. Very small. Um, and Pamela had looked outside where she saw someone, a man standing out kind of in front, like near her like front porch. Okay. And she watched said man bend over, take his shirt off, wrapped it around his face and tied it. Uh, she said, quote, ninja style. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that just his eyes were seen. Then he charged. He slammed through the screen door. This is not a metal screen door? No. Oh my God. He slammed through the screen door, was holding a four inch knife in his hand. <gasps> now he was wearing only black shorts and his ninja mask. <laughs> okay. The man charged at Pamela, pinned her down on the top of the bed, was holding a knife to her neck, and he had told her that he wouldn't hurt her, he just wanted her money. Well, Pamela was fucking terrified, so she screams, obviously. Well, yeah. Um, Boffman, her neighbor, was inside of her living room. She heard the scream. She went out into her patio, and she yelled across to her neighbor and was like, Pam, are you all right? Now, Boffman apparently thought she heard a response, but she wasn't really sure, so she asked again. And this is when the man had pressed the knife against Pamela's neck and said, tell her you're okay. And so she did. And apparently Boffman just went back into her house. Mm. Okay. Now, the the man, the, uh, the breaking and entering robber knife man, ninja man, had told her that he just wanted her money. And she was afraid that he was gonna harm her if she didn't comply. So she told him where her purse was. And apparently he took her money. Yeah. And was very upset. And he said, where's the rest of it? She lives in a studio she lives in a, in a triplex, studio. dude. Yeah. So he said, where's the rest of it? She told him that that was all she had. Uh, the man rolled the money up, put it in his shorts. And as he was doing so, the shirt that was making him look like a ninja. shorts? Did you shorts. mean in his pocket? Like his, the pocket of his shorts. Okay. I just, yeah. it sounds like he's stuffing Sorry. it into his pants. Sorry. This is, this is like court. Oh, got it. Stuff. Okay. okay. So it, they had to be specific with that, I guess. All I'm right. not really sure. Anyway, um, so as he was stuffing money into the, the pockets of his shorts. His ninja mask His ninja off. mask was starting to slip off. Oh, no. Yes. Now, he apparently grabbed it and, like, tightened it up, and he's told Pamela that if you look at his face, I have to hurt you. So he told Pamela that he was not done, and he directed her to get face down on the bed. Ugh. He got behind her, put his arm under her abdomen, and pulled her up on her hands and knees. Then he started rubbing her in ways that are gross uh -huh. with his hands and his genitals. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Apparently, he grew a, a semi-chub, but then a car drove by. Oh, And yikes. he got scared, and that chub went away. 
Uh, so then the man told Pamela, now you got to suck it. Wow. Yeah. And he forced her at near knife, him at, knife, at point. knife point to suck his penis, which she did. And after he got hard, he then raped her for a while. Oh. After he ejaculated, which he did. Okay. Wasn't wearing a condom, by the way. Uh, These are key points. Um, he ran out the front door. She apparently ran outside. Oh, sorry. After he came, after he ejaculated, Pamela ran. Pamela bolted, right? She saw a moment of weakness in the man and she took off. Okay. She ran out her front door and the man started chasing her. Now she apparently turned a corner. He was lunging at her. She screamed and screamed. And as she screamed, he eventually turned and ran away and she got away. She ran into Boffman's house. Yeah. She banged on her door. Boffman opened up. They called 911. So they had no idea what to go off of. Um, the officer said that no cars were allowed to leave the area, but they no one did. It yeah. was in the middle of the night. Um, after Pamela finally like calmed down, the officer on the scene was able to obtain a statement, and he ended up taking her to the hospital where she had got a sexual assault examination. The rape kit. The rape kit, essentially. So... When he was, the officer was talking to Pamela at the apartment, Boffman was outside, right? She was giving them space. Boffman was outside and she saw Bennett, the man, um, the, the guy who just moved in, yeah. the carpet installer. With his wife and his two sons. With his wife and two sons. So she saw him outside and he asked her, hey, like what's going on? That he was asleep on the couch with his baby and the, all these bright lights woke him up and he came outside. He didn't know what was going on. Um, he was insistent that he learn what the hell is happening in his neighborhood. Boffman told him that Pamela had been raped and he said that's terrible, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And he went back to comfort his wife. So it was him. No one's saying that. Nope. You're implying it. No one's saying it though. All right. Um, I don't know what an abrasion is. I think that means like a cut or a tear. Uh, no, an abrasion is- Or a um, bruise? It's, it's like when you fall and like skin your knee. Oh. So it's not a laceration, it's not a cut. It's like a But it's like, like, like you burn. fell and scraped yourself, kinda. Interesting. Well, Pamela suffered an abrasion uh, near her vaginal opening. Oh. And there was sperm inside of her and they were able to take it. Yeah. For the rape kit. So now they got it. They got DNA evidence. They got the evidence. Unfortunately, it didn't really mean much back then. In the early 90s. Yeah, this is like mid 90s. Didn't mean that much unless they had DNA to compare it to. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Pamela apparently never slept in her apartment again. She moved out and was gone. Well, yeah. Okay. So now, September 27th, about, what was this? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, the same day, right? But earlier, this is a little little pre-scene, right? To the rape that went down to Pamela, on Pamela, in Pamela? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September 27th, 1994, Bennett was installing flooring. So carpet, he's a carpet installer. Right. At Marie Powell Evans' new townhouse in Laguna Hills. Okay. So sure. he, was, he was working that day. Yeah. Then he went home and fell asleep on the sofa regular, with his baby. Regular guy, regular job. Boom. Well, in mid-October, October 13th, Evans went to the home of her daughter and her son-in-law, uh, Christine and John Hogan. And she was going to bring her son-in-law a birthday present. She had dark a dark leather purse with her. She left her home in the evening, like 8.30 p.m.-ish. Um, and about 11 a.m. the next morning, uh, Christine, so the daughter, yeah. Had received a phone call from her mom's boss. And the boss told her that her mom hadn't shown up for work and that this is this doesn't make sense. It's super unusual. She's like four hours late. What the fuck? Yeah. Whole thing. So the daughter and her husband, the Hogans, 
decide to go um, check on their mom. They had called the police and they were basically like, okay, like they gave the police the mom's license plate and whatnot to check into while they went to the house. Yeah. So when they got to Marie's patio area, they saw that a window screen was on the floor in front of her kitchen window. Uh, Maybe it was the wind. It could have been, except that they noticed that the dust on the windowsill had been disturbed and that a plant had been knocked over into the sink, leading really into wind. the kitchen. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, when they got closer, it looked they looked and it looked exactly like someone had broken the window and crawled through. Okay. And when they looked inside, they saw a large amount of blood. Oh no. Now, uh, Mr. Hogan took his wife to the car, told her to sit there. He grabbed his gun and he returned to the house. Now, when he entered through the front door, which was closed, but it was unlocked, Mm-hmm. He saw bloody bear footprints in the entryway throw rug. Oh God, it was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. I know, I know. I'm sorry. We're talking about murder. <laughs> I'm sorry. So he saw that the, the footsteps were leading towards um, the stairs. He went down the stairs and about halfway down the hallway, uh, or halfway down the stairs, sorry, he saw... Marie's semi-naked body on the floor. Oh. So he eventually, he he went, he checked her. She's dead. He cleared the house. There was no one else in it. Then he called 911. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's that, that's pretty great. reasonable. Yeah. Um. So they found that the sliding door leading into the master bedroom was open. The screen door was closed, but the screen door had a cut from the top to the bottom. Ah, the escape. Yes. So there was blood in the the bed of the master bedroom. There were signs of struggle, all sorts of shit. Um, The TV was still on, which makes it seem like this happened like really quick, really sudden. Yeah. So when police obviously went to the scene, she was dead. Uh, Marie was taken and was an autopsy was performed and they saw that she had suffered multiple major injuries. Um, They said that she had died as a result of bruising to her brain due to blunt force trauma. Pattern marks on her face between the left eye and ear consistent with a blow from a heavy patterned patterned object. Essentially, she had a fuck ton of uh, skull fractures. Heavy patterned? That's the word that this fucking court used, whatever. Um, Essentially, she had a whole bunch of skull fractures, died of brain swelling and bleeding and whatnot. So they're saying like it was it was an actual object and not like someone's bare hands. Yes. They also noticed that there were marks around Marie's vaginal area that looked like injuries. They did a rape kit and found sperm in Marie's anal, perianal, and paravaginal areas, as well as also inside her vagina. I, I mean, I don't really know what that means. I that think means, it just means around it. It means motherfucker like came in one hole then slid into another one, moving cum all up around, and then fucked another hole and came inside that one too, so. Like mid? Maybe. Okay. Mid, mid pumps, I have no idea. All right. Uh, anyway, the DNA of the sperm was extracted. So this was October 13th, and on October 14th, coincidentally, Bennett did not go to work that day. Weird. He like no call, no showed for work. On October 18th, Aware that he had installed carpet in Marie's home, the police obtained his fingerprints in an effort to exclude him as a suspect in the murder. Uh, Shortly afterwards, Bennett and his wife moved out of their apartment and they did not notify their landlord. Mm. They just moved and left. Interesting. Now, this is not explained, and this is because this is a court document, so like, they couldn't say things that would sway the jury, per se. Bennett was arrested on an unrelated charge 
Okay. All right. Arrested on uh, October 31st, so on Halloween. Unrelated charge, maybe he was drunk in public or whatever, who the fuck knows. But as routine, they collected his DNA and they found it to be a match to two crimes. Now, the probability of a random match with semen and blood recovered from Pamela and her home was one in 1.2 billion. The probability of a random match with the semen recovered from Marie's body was one in 17 million. The probability of a random match with semen recovered from her bed sheets, Marie's bed sheets, was one in seven million. Basically, there's no way it's anyone else. There is almost no way that this is absolutely anybody else. Yeah. Well, isn't um, that how DNA works? I think Isn't it so. Unique to every single person. It's not unique. Unique. It is like in in the world only like when they say like one in one point two billion. Meaning if they tested every single person in the world for DNA, like seven would pop. Huh. If that makes sense. Odds are. Okay. Could be more. Could be less. Whatever. Um. So after he was arrested, a prosecutor had all this evidence went to a grand jury and an indictment was made on January 11th of 1995. Mm -hmm. So he was indicted. He will be charged and whatnot. Yeah. About two and a half months after the attack, um, Pamela, who was alive, right? She wasn't murdered. That was the first woman. The first one. The studio lady. She was taken to do a line or to, to look at a lineup, right? They had Bennett. They had some other dudes, whatever, um, to say who assaulted her. She picked a different person. Well, I mean, he was—he had been covering his face. So this is um, one of those things that doesn't matter too much, but the defense is going to use the fuck out of that. Of course. Um, they apparently pleaded about Bennett's childhood, saying that he grew up a Jehovah's Witness. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> that even though he has a history with alcohol and drug abuse, that he's still a good man. His family all provided testimony that he is a great dude and blah, blah, Other, blah. Except for the rapes. Then his cousin testified that when she was about 11 or 12, oh, no. and he was about four or five years old, that she was taking care of him. She gave him a bath. She dried him off. Um, and then she tried to fuck him. <gasps> when she was 11 and he was four? Yeah. That's terrible. Why? I mean, yeah. listen, I'm I'm glad she's confessing this terrible thing. Yeah. Well, but at the was... same time, why are you talking about that in court? I don't know, but she did. Ew. Apparently she tried to fuck him. Um, it was unsuccessful. Well, and yeah. after that, that Bennett had apparently engaged in other instances of inappropriate, precocious, pre precocious, <laughs> precocious sexual behavior. Precocious. So he, <laughs> he was a deviant. <laughs> God. Yes, wild shit's going down. So uh, the wife had testified that she still loved him. She did not want to see him in trouble at all. She testified that he was a good father and blah, blah, blah. Apparently she was also had testified that he was with her the whole time, but then also like took that back and said, never mind. Okay. Um, also this leaves out because this is a court document that he confessed to everything and then took it back. All right. So got a lot of weird shit going on. It kind of sounds like lawyers are like feeding him words to yeah, say. Yeah, everything's he's just getting it. really difficult to follow. Yeah. So the, the prosecution was pushing for the death penalty. Whoa. Now, now, very difficult to do in California. Extremely. Except when Bennett had allegedly assaulted Marie, not only did he break and enter. Yeah. He assaulted. Yes. He raped mm -hmm. and he robbed her. Yes. And apparently if you have three felonies in one act, she had four, if you have three felonies in one act, you can be prosecuted for the death penalty. Oh, wow. In California. If they're like heinous crimes. Oh, and he murdered her. Forgot about that. There's that. Also he also murder. murdered her. Yeah. yeah. There's that. So they're pushing for it. 
they're going for the death penalty and his lawyers are fighting that shit hard, obviously. Um, now, he then confessed again that he had in fact raped Pamela, that he killed Marie, and he had apparently was very remorseful that he immediately after being arrested returned to his Jehovah Witness faith. Um, he confessed to his wife and, well, oh, confessed to his wife again. Um, he said that he was sorry and he was sorry to her and the children and his parents and the families of the victims and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All that shit. Uh, didn't stop him from trying to fight the prosecution mm-hmm. on his defense. He was still not pleading guilty, but he was in fact sentenced to death January 9th, 1997. Oh, wow. And, you know, even though he confessed and was super sorry, um, and now he's he, apparently he was attending Alcoholics Anonymous and whatnot right. in prison. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in San Quentin, by the way. Ah, with uh, the last guy I talked about, um, the long haul killer. Yep. Both of them in San Quentin. Um I think in 2021, he had started another appeal process. Okay. Uh, I think it got halted because of something probably COVID related. He's still alive. He's still kicking. Not sure what the problem was, but I was reading. There was like public information about his court case, not necessarily in like details. Okay. But you can see like the date that he applied for an appeal, the date that there was a deposition or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on, yeah. but it all kind of kind of came to a halt in 2021, but nothing came of it. There was no accept or decline or whatever. So he is still sitting on death row today in uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. He's like 50 something now. It's 2023 now. Actually. Oh, it's 2023 now. Shit. Yeah. And he's like 50 something. And that is the story, Jessica, of the carpet killer. The carpet killer. And the reason why this was so fucking interesting to me is because it was so difficult to find information. Yeah. I found only two sources that talked about this two articles. One was like the orange County fucking news, whatever. And one was the LA times. I bet you, I mean, I, I don't know, but I bet I was even looking in their fucking archives. If you looked into it, I bet there was something bigger going on at that time. Like, Oh, probably maybe like a different murderer of some kind. Yeah. He was or just something brushed else. under the rug, swept, swept under the rug. <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there was or whatever. So his story really didn't get big mass following and every, almost every single detail that I was talking about in mind was taken from the actual court documents. Wow. So those are proven facts. 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 Wow. That's it. Nice. That's that's carpet for you. Well done. Well done. What are you going to do? You're going to have some man come in and install your carpet, Jessica? You specifically told me. Yeah. That you were very proud of this one because you were almost positive that Alice May hadn't. Heard oh, of it before? because I know Alice May knows nothing of Eric Wayne Bennett, <laughs> the carpet killer, the carpet. Well, that killer. wasn't really his name. He wasn't called the carpet no, he wasn't killer. called the carpet killer. Uh, but if you Google a- that, you'll find nothing. <laughs> I have dubbed him the carpet killer. Uh, yeah, no, not a serial killer. One and done murder, mm-hmm. uh, but but two time raper. So I mean, bad, bad enough to get the death penalty. Terrible. Crazy dude straight up moved into an apartment and then immediately within days raped his neighbor. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And then two weeks later, raped and murdered a woman across town. Like, what the fuck was going on in his life? Well, that's what's confusing to Do me. Do you honestly think those were the only victims? No, There's not even no a little way. bit. Because, I mean, listen, maybe. I don't know. But how does that happen? I forgot to mention, he was only 23 years old. Yikes. 23. 23 years old. Ugh. I bet he didn't murder anyone. Oh, I don't think he was a murderer. I bet he was I think a, he, like he murdered. I think that was a, the first murder, first and last yeah. murder. I bet he was like a ninja mask rapist before. Yeah. And then mm, I bet the f- 
only person he's murdered in his life is that one lady. Yep. Still that's terrible. Still but terrible. But awful. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't think that's anything just snaps and suddenly you rape two women in like two weeks. Yeah, that seems a little wild. I don't think that just happens. I don't think it does. So it kind of sounds like that's been like a thing for him. And then maybe that's why they move so much or uh-huh. whatever. I don't know. Well, all right. Well, I guess it's time to spin the wheel. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Jess. Okay. All right. Which celebrities definitely have a bushy carpet in parentheses like a gnarly bush? Is so this I think another, is I this think which one that yeah. TJ sent in? Uh, no. Well, I don't know who sent this one, and this was, could have been anybody. But did you put this on the wheel? No, it could have been anybody. Um, so which celebrities definitely have like a big old bush down in their pubes, a big old carpet? Who's walking around with a cushion between their legs? Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh. Um, you can name multiple. You don't have to pick one. Lena Dunham. Oh, Lena Dunham's got a big bush. Yep. That for she's sure. That, that feminist um lesbian actress lady. Yeah. I bet it's like a like a statement. No, I I know. I don't think it I think it's absolutely completely unkempt. Mm-hmm. I Probably. think it's like it's like like the untouched parts of the rainforest. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> what? You need a machete to get through there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, I mean who else? Um Danny DeVito's got a big bush. You think so? You don't think he shaves at all? No, no. I think his his days of shaving are long gone if they ever existed. I feel like Jack Black is like pretty hairy too. Oh, no. I feel like Jack Black's the kind of guy that like he'd let his wife shave his pubes. Oh, like if she's willing to do it, he'll let it happen. But that's just it. I don't think he would do it himself. I don't think so either. Like I think he just. I don't think he's walking around with a big old bush. I think his wife trims it up for him. Okay. Okay. See. You know this one might be out of left field, but I feel like Jennifer Garner has kind of got a bush, right? No. You don't think so? I'm not even a little bit. I bet. She's, she gives me bush vibes. No, I bet she like lines it. Oh. Like it's it's perfect. It doesn't go past a certain length, but it also doesn't get any shorter. That's that's what I think. Okay. She probably conditions it too. So oh, it's soft. okay. No, I give you that. I'll take it back. Sorry, Jennifer. <laughs> I'll take that back. Um, Benedict in her snatch definitely has a big old bush. You think so? I definitely think so. I don't think so. Motherfucker's tall, lanky, and a vegan. <laughs> There's no way he shaves or trims at all. I don't know. He seems like a pretty manicured man to me. Sure. On the outside, Jessica, everything you can see. Above the waist. Mm-hmm. Um, I have someone in the back of my mind that I really feel like falls into that. Oh, oh, I love him. Um, Shit. I talk about him all the time. I want to meet him and be his friend. I want to smoke cigars with him in armchairs by a fire. He was the father in- He doesn't roll on Shabbos. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Why can't you remember his name, Jessica? I don't know. You love him so much, you would know his I name. I do. He's a, he's a good man. <laughs> John Goodman. Oh, that there it is. Yeah, that's a, I, I bet he just, just lets it grow. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't seem like a super hairy guy, though. Oh, maybe. It took me a long time to think of him. He probably, it really isn't that hairy. On that note, Roseanne. You blew right over her. Roseanne's got a bush. You think so? Oh, yeah. She doesn't give a fuck. Isn't she married? I don't know. She doesn't care. Okay. Maybe she just puts like a little like rubber band in it to like uh-huh. get it up and out of the way. Okay. For coitus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone you think would like like a surprising, like surprise Surprise carpet. Jungle. You know what I mean? Like they like they're a manicured person and they seem very prim and proper and careful. But you feel like if as soon as they unzipped, it would like unleash a forest on you. Or so something. I feel like it would be a skinny white girl. 
and I'm feeling like either like Emma Watson or like Kirsten Dunst. Interesting. I feel like they would just like you know, they're so they're so small and dainty and mm-hmm. you know just like bam there it is just like the seventies afro of fucking pubes. Right. Yeah. Maybe. What if it's um what's Ryan Reynolds' wife that you love? Blake Live. Blake Lively is insanely insanely smooth. She probably got lasered at this point. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. She probably. She, she probably, probably does. Did. I saw her in that shark movie. Oh yeah. There's nothing, no bush there. there was nothing. There's no carpet out. there. Nothing was peeking. No. Ryan Reynolds is not munching on any carpets. You know, if I was in that movie, I probably wouldn't even have to wear bottoms. Ew. <laughs> Gross. God. <laughs> what? Okay. One more each and then we're done. Okay. Who's got a carpet? Big old bushy shag minge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, who's that black actress that was in the shitty Ghostbusters movie? I don't remember her name, but do you remember her? I thought she was in. She was on SNL for a while. She was. She's got like short hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. I just remember her name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's she's just got a huge, like she's wearing a diaper, you know. <laughs> well, she's always warm then. Yeah, probably. That's good. Okay. It probably um, like wraps all the way around the back too. Ew. Like mine. Stop. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> you still haven't thought of yours? Yet. Christopher Walken. Oh, but he's so old. He don't care. Honestly, there's probably nothing even left on him anymore. No, you think it just, doesn't have to just, do anything. You think it just all fell off? I think it's like downy soft too. <laughs> gross, 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 gross. I don't want to think about that. Anyway, if you like what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can share it with all of your friends and and colleagues. Share it with your local Merkin dealer. Yeah, maybe maybe share it with the Mercs, the Merkins, uh-huh. the Murky Merkins. Why are they murky? Those are they're murky. They're handling pubes for a job, Jessica. Those are some murky people. Okay. Do you mean shady? No, murky. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, share it with your carpet salesman. Yeah, maybe. Don't tell him where you live. No. Also, please visit our website at threeshotsin.com. There you will find a link to Patreon, which is so important to us. So important. And everyone who decides to become a patron is even more important to us. Yes, and you will have access to our secret patrons-only podcast, Three Shot Cinema. That's right. The newest episode will be coming out where we talk all about men. 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 That's, they don't, no one says it like that. No, they're British. Uh, it's men. It's men, in it. In it, men. <laughs> um, movie about blokes, huh? Huh, bro? What did you say? It's a movie about blokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also on the website is a link to our PayPal single time donation. Um, If you're not into the, you know, subscription um, commitment stuff, you know, we won't take it. We won't take it personally. Yeah. If you're like, oh, man, if you just want a little fling, you know. Yeah. If you're like, oh, man, if I go on Patreon, I can only give you five dollars a month and I want to give you five hundred dollars a month. You can do that through PayPal. Right. Right. Yeah. You can do that if you wanted. We'll accept it. We'll totally accept it. I will. Yeah. And we'll thank you for it. A big thank you, really. Yeah, but if you go on Patreon, Three Shot Cinema, Men, coming out soon. We have plenty of other movies that we watched and plenty more that we're going to watch. Oh, yes. It's all going to be a hoot. A hoot and a half. Damn straight. Next week, guess what our word is, Jessica. Guess what the topic is. I forgot it already. Okay, shut up. Don't guess. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Return. Ooh. Yeah, it could be like, like Return of the Jedi or like, like someone bought something and it didn't you, they fit. They returned it. So they returned it. Yeah. Or like like my dad went to the 
store to buy cigarettes and never, never came home. Never returned. But then he returned <laughs> when I was like 25 and I had a really good job, you know, like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Could be anything. Could be, could be all those, none of those, who knows. It's going to be a blast. Yes. It'll be fantastic. I'm sure. Cause all of our episodes are professional and They're amazing and entertaining. Yes. Yeah. In fact, you know, we were just on our Instagram live just a little bit ago. And um, we were told by people that we were so entertaining. They were like late to, you know, plans that they had because of how funny and hilarious we are. Yes. yes. We're so, we're just so charming. We get that all the time. Yeah. We get that all the time. People are like, oh my God, you guys are so funny. I fucking hate your guts, you know? And we're like, oh, we love you too. You know, that whole thing. I've never been told that. Oh, I'm sure you have. People just seem to love no, me. People don't like you. Especially on Twitter. No one ever says anything bad about me. Twitter's a very kind, generous, and mm. wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. See you next time. I definitely don't need a Merkin, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's murky enough for you. (laughs) I'm Merkin enough over here for everybody.